Welcome to the Victor Collins Sabre podcast. We pray the Holy Spirit will speak to you and stir you up as you listen to this anointed, transformative, and down-to-earth teaching by Bishop Collins. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Enjoy the message. I pray, Lord, you speak with us, speak to us, affect us. Let us not leave your presence the same as we can. In Jesus' name, somebody said amen. All right, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. We want to read from verse 11. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11. Are you there? And he gave some he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. And verse 12 says for, for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ. Uh-huh. So we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Are you with me tonight? Wonderful. We're talking about how to be a matured Christian. Do you remember? How to become a mature Christian. Are you, are you growing? Are you becoming mature? By the grace of God? This answer by grace of God. <laughs> Is by works. Is by applying yourself. You see, when you look at the, the scripture that we've read, when you become matured, you are not moved. You get it. So when you see when you see that Christmas season, people don't come to church like this. Your church is full of immature people. You get it. And then when you see that people fall off with issues and challenges in life and all of that, it's all immaturity. I think I heard prophets say today that wait until you get money and we'll see how you become. Somebody go 1.3 million and, it, and his life changed forever. You can, you can see, you see, and that is when, that's, when that's, that's, that's why I took you to Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, that in this life, winds will blow, storms will come, and rain will fall. It will come and test and prove the kind of person you are. And whenever you find yourself at the receiving end of a problem of an issue, you shouldn't blame anybody. 
you are the one who is weak. You are the one who is immature. Because he says that in Ephesians 4 and verse 14, he says that, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro. It is children that are tossed all over the place. See, mature people, they don't, they don't, they don't. <laughs> are, are you with me? You're going to be disturbed by a lot of things. And um, if you are not matured, you'll be moved. He says that if you are a child, you are carried to and fro, and you are carried about every wind of doctrine. This is, this is what is working here now. And you see that people will follow. He said, oil and gas. We were alive before oil and gas came. Oh, you know what I'm saying? We were here before free visa to London came. It doesn't move any of us. If it becomes necessary for you to go to London, then fine. Other than that, we are not going to be living our lives chasing for a place in London. So then when Canada also comes, what are you going to do? Ask your neighbor, when Canada also we get free visa, what are you going to do? You will come to and fro. You will come to and fro. You are not stable. And it's children who are like that. It's children who are like that. And so God wants us to be matured Christians. A Christian who will serve God from January to December without interruption. And somebody who will pray to God from January to December every year without interruption. Somebody who will read his Bible. Somebody who will witness. You, you, you see that this chapel system that we started. You see, if I take my eyes off a little bit, you see children at work. Who can't have meetings any longer? Who don't attend meetings any longer? Who don't have the zeal and the passion any longer? They've been distracted. Two of us. But when you have mature people handling things, you don't get that distraction. You don't get that break. You get stability. I said you get stability. Are you with me? And so it's very, very important to understand um, um, Christianity and grow. And grow and become a matured Christian. So we were saying that there are some questions that if you can under, if you can ask those questions and if you have answers to those questions, it means that you are on the road to become matured. The first question was, why are Christians different from unbelievers? If you are able to have an answer to any of these questions, then it means that you understand because a, a mature person knows why they are doing what they are doing. Now, when you are mature, is that everything you do for fun? If you know you're mature, you don't do even do things for fun. You do things because they are necessary. It's children who do things because, ma, I don't like this, I don't like that, I don't like this, I don't like it. It's children who say that, I, me like Bora, me like Charmaine, me like this, me like Da, me like Fufu, me like Banku, me like uh, uh, Mutu. I, uh, it's, it's children. When you are hungry and you are matured, whatever is there, that's what you eat. 
I don't drink porridge. I took a group of people to a camp meeting some time ago. And then I said, we are going to provide breakfast and dinner or something like that. Then breakfast was porridge. Come and see. Then I heard. I think when we resumed, they were saying, oh, breakfast was nice. The people said, no. I said, what? Then someone said, I don't drink porridge. I said, who is you? Who is you? <laughs> that you don't drink porridge. We have come to a camp. It's porridge that has been provided. If you are mature, you drink the porridge. Because you didn't get, because you didn't like the porridge. Next camp, you won't come. You see, you're a child. You are swayed by anything that comes away. You are moved by it. When you go, they will give you porridge. Me want no porridge. Anyone, nobody tell me something me want here. Those who didn't, those who didn't drink the porridge, well, they didn't have breakfast, or they had something in their bag. Well, then you better try it. Because we don't eat because we eat, it's, it's a necessity. But there's a saying that we don't live to eat. We eat to live. Have you heard that before? We don't live to eat. But we eat to live. So something that can sustain you, that's all you need. Not that your whole life, as you are sitting down there, morning you are ready. Afternoon you are ready. Night time you are ready, and if you don't get it, your face turn up. I mean, your your mouth is so long, you vex. You're hungry, angry, and hungry. And so, a mature Christian knows why they have to be in church on Tuesday night, wherever you come from. A mature Christian knows why they have to give offerings. A mature Christian knows why. And this and that and that and that. All of that. Hallelujah. Why are Christians different from unbelievers? If you are mature, you should know that. Why are you different from the, ne- the next door neighbor? Why is your house different from the next door neighbor's house? Because you're not on the same level. And, and it's not a problem. Is it a problem that they have air conditioning in their house and you don't have air conditioning, you have fun? It's fun you can afford. So when you hear the air conditioning on, you don't get vexed. (laughs) You have to know the difference between the neighbor and yourself. When you see people who go to big higher schools like they go to QC, they go to bishops, and you go to David Rose, you should know why you are where you are. Yeah, it's not your calling, somebody said. <laughs> you didn't pass common entrance properly. Yeah, the English, your English weren't good. A mature person does not envy. Does not crave. He 
You see, if you're a Christian and you look at Facebook photos and Instagram pictures of, of Momo and this people in New York and they're doing so, and they're doing so, they're doing so, you say, oh wow, I'll be there. You will not go anywhere. Oh Lord. Why me? Yeah. How some people go to New York and me getting no visa lad. <laughs> you have to understand. I tell you, a mature person is not moved by the differences between him and another person. The mature Christian knows why he is different from an unbeliever or an unbeliever is different from him. If you are mature, you will not be moved by how somebody dresses here. Because even if you have the money the person has, you will still not be dressed like the person. Because when people, when people get money, they use it for different things. Yeah. Somebody gets money and they'll make sure that they buy nice things. Somebody gets money, they just eat chicken. <laughs> they, they'll go to supermarkets. That's what the Bible says. Those that compare themselves with themselves are not wise. Because you cannot, you cannot do that. But, but two different people cannot behave the same way in the same situation. So whenever you are surprised, oh, eh, how? Charlie, if you are in the situation, you behave different. So a Christian knows the difference between himself and the unbeliever. It's not a problem at all. You see this unbeliever person moving around, doing this, going here, doing that. So Charlie, it's cool, crap. I'm on a school platform with my classmates. And since we formed the platform, the whole thing is our funeral and contributions to funerals. So I don't say anything again. I, I used to contribute one, two times. Then I stopped contributing. Because initially I felt like, okay, as a man of God, if I don't contribute, the people say, well, what kind of pastor is that? But then when, I, when I, I came to myself, like the prodigal son came to his senses. <laughs> and I said, no, me no more. I don't have anybody who is pulling money from me from Ghana. That I have to say, man. I don't have people like that. Then when we became classmates on WhatsApp, then somebody's mother died in Ghana. I have to go to Western Union, go and send a 200 Ghana CD as my funeral contribution. I said, that's rubbish. That's nonsense. So I told myself, I'm not Ghanaian. I'm Guyanese. Guyanese, Guyana, we don't give money to people when they die. <laughs> we don't we don't bottom things. <laughs> we rather we rather come to you and eat cook up and play a domino. <laughs> no, no, it's our culture. It is not our culture as Guyanese to give money to you when your your father passes away or your mother passes away. Yeah, so 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 I don't. I don't. So you see, now they put the names. They put a long list of names and my name won't be there. I said, I don't care. 
I don't care. I don't care. I, I, I don't feel nothing. Because, because I know who I am. Me, my father and my mother, they, had, they, they died before we formed the platform. <laughs> I, I can't plant seeds where I will never sow. It doesn't make sense. At least if my parents are alive, I'll contribute. So that, so, so that when they pass away, I put their picture on the platform. And then I see the con- contributions will be flying in. But now, they're gone. Got money? No. So, a Christian knows the difference between himself and a non-believer. The difference is because the Bible describes us as peculiar people, isn't it? The second question and answer we went through was that, why do Christians not have close friendships with unbelievers? Why do Christians not have close friendship with unbelievers? The answer is that because the Bible says, we are not to be unequally yoked, unequally yoked to unbelievers. We looked at that. And then number three, why do Christians have to be friendly to unbelievers? Is because the Bible teaches us to reach out to all men. That is the only reason why I will talk to an unbeliever. It is in reaching out. That's not how many of you children Christians behave. Did I say it again? That's not how many children Christians behave. People have unbeliever bodies. That unbeliever person is a, is a close friend. That, that every secret about your life. Because sometimes people make the excuse that Christians like talk. And so, you don't want to share nothing with them people in the church. The Christians like talk. The church people like talk. So people take friends outside the church who are unbelievers. Now, it's God who created the church. And so you want to tell God that what he has created, you don't like it. Watch it. If you are like that, it means that you are not a matured Christian. And I know some of you are like that. Why do Christians not marry unbelievers? Why should Christians marry unbelievers? Why? Because again, the Bible says we should not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. What fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? What kind of romantic relationship has light with darkness? Anytime light shows up, darkness disappears. They can't have a relationship. So if it, when, it, when an unbeliever or when a Christian um, marries an unbeliever, you are trying to say that light and darkness can exist in the same place, which is not true. Number five. Do you have that? You don't. Why do Christians not go to beach parties, drink ups, Unbeliever parties and nightclubs. I don't know why he's smiling. School parties. I don't believe in school. I don't believe in school parties. Do they call it prom? 
Is it prom they call it? It's prom? When you finish school, they call it prom. JB, they call it prom? Did you, did you go to your prom? You were here when prom was on. So you skipped the... Huh? <laughs> prom. Prom. You'd be surprised. You see, every... Every... Guyana is a small country, so you, you, you may not understand. In Ghana, Valentine's Day. Is that how you call it? Valentine's Day? <laughs> they organize parties all over, Jessica. Parties all over. When the people from the council goes to Sivons and these people go to sweep the next morning. Do you know the things they sweep? Condoms. North condoms. Plenty. If you check it nine months later, there's a lot of ch- children that are born nine months after February 20, 24th. 14th, yeah. 14, January 14th, February 14th. Yeah. Have you forgotten the date? Unbeliever parties? You can't, later on, you can't tell me that, oh, my friend, let's uh, say, have some party and he, he invited me to come. Bishop. Some people are like that. Bishop. So, like, I don't have anything to do in my life, right? Bishop. A friend has invited me to his birthday party. What do you think? Should I go or shouldn't go? <laughs> Read your Bible, pray every day. That's my answer. You have to, a mature Christian knows where he should go and where he shouldn't go. Now, if you see a lion in a cage and the cage, the door of the cage is open, will you walk into the cage and say, Hello, Mr. Lion, I've heard so much about you. I've never met you before. I just want to shake your hands and rub your head. How many, how many civilized people would do something like that? Will you do something like that? So why are you asking me if you should go to the party or not? If you ask me that you should go to the party, it means that you are telling me that when you see a snake, you go close to the snake and say, ah, you look like noodles. <laughs> are you with me? If you are a matured Christian, you should not even be invited to a party of unbelievers. If you are matured, it's immaturity that makes certain things go on. Now, you ask yourself, do you think I'm a matured Christian? Uh, how many of you agree, will say that the bishop is a matured Christian? Joey, do you agree? Mrs. Harry, you don't agree that I'm a matured Christian? Mrs. Harry, are you here? Can, can, can you hear me? Are you sure you can hear me? Can you hear me well? Maybe she didn't hear me. Okay. Mrs. Charlie, you came late. Okay. So, many of you will say that I'm a matured Christian. Uh, okay. When I 
I'm going to, or if, if, if I am doing a birthday or Christmas party in my house, who do you think I'll invite? <laughs> yeah, number one, yeah. But I'm really number one. <laughs> but let, let me make it a bit simpler. Do you think that if I invite you, will you, will you come and meet, see an unbeliever at the party? Who will you come and see at the party? What? Somebody said, even if you are a church member, you are not coming to the party. <laughs> you want to have a party. You have to be a very special, unique, secured, uh, vaccinated <laughs> church member. <laughs> like Prince. <laughs> when I'm having a party, you know for sure that it is me pastors are inviting. And maybe if I like you, yeah, Miss Spirit take you, like Brother Rudy, <laughs> like Brother Rudy, then I invite you. Because again, you also know if you want somebody to come who will feel a little strange in the crowd. <laughs> I don't know if you understand what I mean. <laughs> so even if I invite all pastors, and I say, okay, let me invite uh, uh, Dwight. He's a nice guy. Let me invite Cap uh, Cap. Uh, Is it Cap Cap you call him? Let me invite my brother David. Fluffy. That's a new one. Tell <laughs> 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 so, people have names. So, some few days I, I went away, people have different names now. <laughs> <laughs> you know you know it. You know that even when you even when you come, if I invite Brother Dwight to come to a party where I'm with my pastors, he will feel funny. He will not he will not feel very happy at the party. Unless I bring David too, so that at least the two of them will <laughs> you know they'll they will, they will, they will choose the same table. But if you are having a party. Okay, if you're having a party, as a mature Christian girl, the music number one, the people number two, it will show whether you are a matured Christian or you are not. Thank you, Sister Ote. I'm sure if we were to vote whether you're matured or not, I'm sure you get a lot of votes. Ask yourself. Even party, if an unbeliever is having a party, are they bold enough to invite you? Do you think that I have somebody, or you think because I am not guy, these people don't like people don't know me to invite me? It's how I live my life. That's why people don't invite me to certain places. Even in church, even church. I mean, pastors that are not there are African pastors around. They don't invite me to their programs. Even church programs don't invite me. Yeah. They don't invite me. After African, African preachers, there are Ghanaian preachers around. They don't invite me anywhere. Yeah. Because people know. People know. I hear somebody was saying that, hey, you people, when we invite you, you don't, you don't go anywhere. 
Don't invite you, don't come anywhere. That's how they call us. It's only when they invite us to programs, we don't come. Of course, I have to, I have to analyze the program I'm going to. I'm just not going to be following programs around, moving around, moving around. Do you think I'm here to be going to programs? No, 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 no. no. Everybody wants you to come to a program. To do what? I'm not even coming to do opening prayer or closing prayer. I'm just coming to sit down and, and be part of what you're doing and then just get up and go. I, I don't have time for that. So ask yourself. The last party you went to, was it an unbeliever or a, a believer? My church Christians know the reason why you do something. You see, when you compare children in a house with old people, old people always say, turn off the light. Turn off the light. Why is the pipe still running? Well, you should close the pipe properly. Don't you hear, children, don't you hear that in your house? Why are you sleeping with light? Oh, John B is coming for you. Turn off the light. This, 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 this. Ah, you have the fan on. You are asleep and the fan is on. And you cover yourself over your head and the fan is on. Can you believe it? Yeah, one, one day I went to my son's room and he had covered himself from his, the crown of his head to the soles of his feet and the fan was on. I said, so do you feel the fan? They, they, they make us very afraid to install air condition. Because <laughs> if it's fun, they are treating it like that. How much more air condition? I tell you, you have to wake up in the night and go and turn it off. Yes. You got timer. After one hour, or children lock. <laughs> Even the fridge. Children open fridge every five minutes. You open the fridge only when you need something from the fridge. You don't get time to open the fridge every five minutes like you get nothing for do. That's, that's not what Yeah. <laughs> so Christians, mature Christians, know why. They don't go to such places. Because the Bible says that all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. That's the answer. Why do Christians not go to beach parties, drink ups, unbeliever parties, and nightclubs? Because the Bible says that all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. First Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 23. All things are lawful for me. All things are lawful. Bishop, should I? Can I? Should I? You should, you, should, you should get a good Bible. And instead of asking Bishop, ask your good Bible. Because sometimes you think that Bishop is a Bible. It's the mistake is that people always come to you and they ask you, oh, Bishop this. And then when you answer, then they say, well, it's Bishop who said. But Bishop is just a, a, a representation of the Bible to you. That's why he's answering your question. All things are lawful for me. But all things are not helpful, are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. All things edify not. 
all things edify not. So you have to understand that, that nobody is saying that you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do that, you can't do that, you can't do that. But there are some things that does not help. Some things don't help. You break up with a boy and you say, we are still friends. You break up with a girl and say, we are still friends. How can somebody break your heart and you still be friends with a person? You are, you are very special, though. I think you are a very, very special human being. Kishana, you are very, very special. You child father. The guy who has given you one trader like that, an article, a truck, a sand truck, he's giving you one sand truck. And then anytime he calls you, no matter where you are, even in the church as he's calling you, you don't get up and go and answer your child father. Who has moved on with his life? Got some, got some other woman, do whatever he wants to do. And you, so you because of your child, you are his friend. You gotta be very special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, if you break my heart, that's it. I don't talk to you again. You're not reliable. You're not. Yeah, yeah, no. You deserve mark and avoid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't answer three. I know you have your number on my phone to not don't answer. But you, but if your number is not registered on my phone, I will not pick up. That's also my behavior. Because if I don't know you, if your number is not on my phone, it means that you are a stranger. You are easily coming with news that I'm not prepared for. So I, 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 I want to hear no news. Yeah. And if you know my cell phone number, then text me first. When you text, at least I can, you give me time to decide whether I should reply or not. I don't take calls just like that. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't take, I didn't take calls. I don't take calls. Your number is not on my phone and I take the call. Like I'm expecting you to talk to me like you will change my life. Who is you? The people that I need to hear from, that I need to relate with, all those numbers are stored on my phone. So if you call, I say, ah, even you, the church member whose number is stored on my phone, sometimes I don't like to pick your calls. Because you don't say nothing to me. Six months now, you say nothing to me. And then you ring in my phone. What, you deading? Dead. 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 <laughs> Dead. <laughs> Man. We're going to and G will come and bury you. No. No, you, you, you think about it. Can you hear me at the back? Tifa, can you hear me? Yeah. You hear me at the back. Can you hear me? If you don't message me for about six months and then you call me, please ask yourself, do you think that is an important call? Ah. Ah. No, you, you, you've not said anything to me for six months and then you call my phone. I, I, there are so many pastors. There's Lady Pastor Karen, uh, Lady Pastor Akima, you have Pastor Joshua, Lady Pastor Mary is here. All oh, them fancy people are pastors. Reverend is a pastor. 
<laughs> Why are you calling me after six months? You can't be serious. You can't be serious. Wherever you went for six months, whoever you were talking to for six months, whichever company you were in for six months, please call them. Yes, yeah, so I tell you, call them. It can be real that all of a sudden I mean so much to you. You love me. You have a problem or something, and then you are calling the bishop. It can never be so. So even you, if you don't take away your car, I'll say, Slid? Slid, carry me? By the way, Slid has stopped texting me. So you, do, you, do you still have a phone? You don't text me anymore? Yeah, that's Amira who was texting me. I, I find out if I'm okay as I've traveled. Bishop, how are you? Are you okay? I said, yes, I am okay. Thank you. <laughs> when I was away, she was asking, how are you? When are you coming? I said, soon. He said, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slade doesn't text me anymore. You get big now, Slade. Mm-hmm. Or it's, it's, it's okay advising you not to, not to text Bishop no more. <laughs> You believe it's okay who's telling you not to test me anymore. <laughs> All right, brother, sleep. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you there? Yeah. So how many do you have? You have five. All right. Are you good? So if you can answer the question that we are asking, it means that you are a matured Christian. So are you going to go to beach parties? Now, Charlie, I don't think it's easy to go to a beach party. You get an erection. And then everybody will be looking at you. You of all people. <laughs> you got a steel box talk. <laughs> It reminds me of a, a black guy. I heard a story of a black guy in Holland. You know these white people, they have uh, naked beaches. Nude beaches. So those beaches, you don't wear anything. They have that in. That's why they have that. So if you are going to go to that beach, you have to go there naked. Yes, Coco. That's, that's, that's the beach. Everybody there. There was one, I think, where we used to live, on the highway, you can even see them. I mean, you, you can see, it's not so clear, but you can see that they are wearing nothing, a beach like that. So there was this, you know how Africans are? They always want to go to places. And this African man, <laughs> he went to the, he went to the, <laughs> he went to the nude beach. This, it wasn't a party, they were just there, you know, everybody's swimming and relaxing. If you go there with a wife or girlfriend, everybody must be naked. Yes. The white people, they've taken the thing to a high level. Bad things in black people country is nothing. White people have taken it to a high level. Walk up. So he went. The first girl, he saw him. He had an erection. 
the people had to chase him away from the place. <laughs> he said, this guy is a wild animal. <laughs> he can't survive here. He can't survive here. They had to chase him out. Because <laughs> how can you go to a nude, I mean, an African man, a black man like you? <laughs> hey! And see all the things that are there. And then you, you say, oh, we are blessed. We are totally blessed to be here. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, 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 no. I've heard people who say they have tricks. They do all kinds of things. Oh, Charlie. <laughs> if, if you don't use socks, all right, the, the, the rate at which nature, how God created the, the ejaculation to push the sperms in. Girlfriend. <laughs> it's joke you're making. You can't vacuum. This is not, this cannot be vacuumed. Once that happens, that is why the world has developed condoms to try and prevent that life from entering to you. But the, the, life is not by condoms. Life, the life, you see, the spirit, spirits are not controlled by, by, by borders. The angel does not need a visa. Angels don't need visas to come to Guyana. <laughs> there are angels here right now. They didn't go to Guyana's embassy in heaven. There's no even Guyana embassy in heaven to ask a, a Gajaraj, a Gazikanraj, or somebody to say, I need a visa to go to Guyana. I want to go to Samaria and, and minister to some people there in the church. So spirits are giving. Spirits are exchanged. I know of a young lady who used to come to our church who said, Bishop, many years ago, I had an intercourse with somebody and I drank. I took the condom and I drank. I took it and I drank what is inside. Oh, it's, it's not strange. Some girls will give you a blowjob and they'll drink it. I'm sure you've, you've done some before. Arrest yourself, yeah? Yeah, arrest yourself. This is beautiful, Guyana. Arrest yourself. PM, arrest yourself. Venture, arrest yourself. That happens. So, so she will do it that way. Sharon, am I talking to you? She will do it that way, but some people do a blowjob and they drink it. No, no sperm left behind. <laughs> You're talking about why you should abstain. A matured Christian knows why he will not fornicate. And I'm giving you information to that extent. Because when, when somebody does that, you don't even know what they are trying to do with you. You don't know. Let me close with it. One day, there was a little girl who, there was a young man in the church, 
texting, texting. You know how these young people use text girls and things? Huh? Leroy, I use text girls and things like that. <laughs> and um, I was texting the girl, and it's like, he was trying to meet the girl for them to have sex. And somehow, the girl was, you know, it, it's, the girl was into it, but at a point, she, she changed her mind. I had a girl come to my office, and then she explained why she changed her mind. She said, that young man doesn't know anything. She told me that that day, the plan, she, she told me she, she's a witch. He said that day the plan was to tie that young boy's soul under the sea by having sex with him. But she is the one who refused because that's what she was, she was asked to do. She was asked to do that by the, by the devil. So if she had done that, that would have been the guy's time. And, and you see, <laughs> if you've been around for a long time, what I'm telling you, you understand what I'm telling you. And some people felt that sex is just anything you do and you just go along. No, no, no. There are some people who have had sex and since then they have not stopped having sex all the days of their lives. It's, it's still happening. It's still going on. Sometimes you don't even understand why you want to have sex. It's because you did it with somebody and something entered into you. So when, when your head is on, when your head is on, Devon, when your head is on, when you are matured, you know that it's not some girl. I mean, we, we, in the world, we use casual words for sex. Simple. Sometimes we even use some achievement words. Me, me, I'm an old man. What are some of the words you people use? Like what? I, I, you say you sex it before. What are some of the, the words you can use? This is this is eyelash, lash hair. You lash door. You lash door. Mm. Press shields. Start your feet, somebody. Jonathan has closed the service. Charlie, I hope you don't need spray stash to press somebody out, you know. <laughs> yeah. Very casual. Very casual. Very, I mean, innocent words. It's like it's nothing. It's so simple. No, 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 no. There, there are deeper things that goes on. And so a mature person abstains, abstains from fornication. Let's pray. Father, thank you for tonight. We are getting better and better as we hear your words. As you speak to us, as you teach us, we are growing, we are maturing in our minds. And as we mature in our minds, it definitely will affect our behavior and how we carry ourselves around. Thank you for the cleansing power of your word. We are cleansed. 
as we've come into your presence. I give you praise for tonight. In Jesus' name, Amen. For booking and more information on the ministry of Victor Collins, please call us on 592-691-5301 or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com. God richly bless you.